In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Beloved Orthodox Christians, brothers and sisters in Christ, on this 40th day of the Nativity of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we're celebrating His bringing into the temple, to present Him into the temple and to fulfill, fulfill the law. What was written in the law? Why was the child brought on the 40th day to the temple? God had given Moses a commandment after the deliverance of the Israelites from Egypt, <coughs> that in remembrance of the deliverance of them being spared of the angel that came and smote the firstborn of Egypt and then being delivered after that first Pascha night from Egypt and taken into the desert and there after spending 40 years to brought into the land, the promised land, in order to perpetuate the memory of this, as it says in the uh, Old Testament, our Savior telling Moses, every family of the Israelites would bring their firstborn male to be presented to the Lord in memory of those firstborns that were spared when the uh, lamb was slaughtered on that first Pascha night and the uh, door was all, were anointed by the blood of the lamb and were spared of that fate of the firstborn of the Egyptians. In memory of this, every Israelite family would bring their firstborn son to be presented to the Lord. Not only the firstborn sons, but also even the firstborn males of the cattle and sheep. In memory, our Savior wanted the memory of this deliverance imprinted so deeply in the Israelites of God saving them with mighty hand and the upright arm that every single family had to bring uh, the firstborn male and the firstborn of, of every cattle and, and sheep that they had in the household. And to redeem, that, that is, to be dedicated to God entirely as, as the holy ones of, of uh, God being presented in the temple. And to redeem, that is, not to, obviously, not to sacrifice like the nations do when bringing, uh, nations did uh, by bringing the uh, children uh, to the temple, but rather to redeem from, from, uh, 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 sacrifice the, the firstborn, it was a lamb that was sacrificed, or if the family was poor and couldn't afford, two turtle doves or two pigeons. And that is how Joseph and Mary, the Most Holy Theotokos, came on the 40th day to the temple, bringing the two turtle doves or, or two, two pigeons to be sacrificed in, in presenting uh, our Lord and Savior, our uh, being now a babe, incarnate on the 40th day to the temple. And not, not that um, Most Holy Theotokos needed 40 days to wait to come to the temple, because 40 days was done so that woman would be cleansed from her childbirth, because Most Holy Theotokos' giving of birth of our Savior was supernatural, above nature. There was no need to wait for 40 days, but in order to fulfill the law, that is why they waited for 40 days and then brought the, uh, as our Lord and Savior as a babe to the temple. And there at the temple in Jerusalem, two marvelous people were waiting to receive uh, our Savior and to, to embrace and to proclaim who is this little child in reality. It was Simeon, a man who was just and devout and Holy Spirit was upon him, as it says in the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. And Anna, who was a prophetess, who had been 
serving and fasting and praying in the temple since she was a widow uh, uh, for, for more than 80 years. That is, she had become a widow when she was very young and then for uh, over 80 years she had served in the temple in fasting and praying and never leaving the temple, as it says in the Holy Gospel. Two marvelous people chosen by God to there be there as witnesses, to bear witness and testimony of who really this child is. Not a mere man, but God who'd become man. Was a marvelous life Anna had passed of eight years serving in the temple. We can suppose that she, she, since she never departed from the temple, she was there also when that other marvelous presentation happened of the Most Holy Theotokos being brought to the temple by Joachim and Anna. And that she was, when she was taken into the Holy of Holies, a most marvelous thing, by Zacharias. And now this very same girl who had passed her, all her childhood in the Holy of Holies, and by uh, Anna most definitely being the witness of this, for she was the one who passed all her life in the temple, now comes back with a child that was born of this virgin, without the uh, intermediation of Amen. And she blessed God and she was ecstatic and she was uh, praising uh, our Savior who had deemed worth her worthy to be a witness of such a great marvel. And what shall we say of Simeon, that blessed man? Simeon was also old, but old beyond the natural old age that humans can uh, uh, attain. He was almost 200 years old. For that is what the tradition of the church tells us. The gospel gives us the snippet understanding of, of, of what, that a, uh, Simeon was an old man and that it was given to him by revelation uh, uh, knowledge that until he sees the Lord's Christ, he shall not see death. But the tradition of the church expands on this and tells us what was the occasion of him given such a commandment from God that until he sees Christ, then he, uh, until then he cannot die. The tradition of the church tells us that St. Simeon was one of the 70 translators that Ptolemy, king of Egypt, had invited from Jerusalem to Alexandria when he was building his famous uh, library of Alexandria where he wanted the wise books of the whole world to be translated into the Greek tongue, which was the lingua franca of the, that age in the East, just uh, all, almost like English is today, and to, to have his library of Alexandria filled with, with books of wisdom. And from Jerusalem, he invited translators to translate <clears throat> the, the law of Moses and the prophets into the Greek language and so that the uh, library of Alexandria would be adorned with the uh, wisdom of the Old Testament as well. And one of those translators was Simeon, who uh, had come to Alexandria to translate. And the lot that fell to him to translate the part of the book of the books of the Old Testament translate was the book of Isaiah, and specifically the part where Isaiah, the prophet, proclaims that a sign shall be given that a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and his name shall be Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And he, when he looked at this passage, Simeon, the righteous one, and saw that it says, virgin shall conceive and bear a son, he was puzzled. Many times probably he had read that passage from his youth up, but now he, 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 he could not bring himself to translate the word virgin into uh, Greek because he saw that how is it possible? 
How is it possible that a virgin should, be, should conceive and bear a son? And that is when he received a revelation, assurance from, the, from God and revelation that truly it is written and there is no mistake written, but it is written that for this will be the sign of Messiah being born, for he shall be born of a virgin. And was, that is when St. Simeon was given also the assurance, the promise that he shall not see death until he shall embrace in his own arms that very child given to him from that very virgin of whom it is spoken and written in the prophecy of Isaiah. And that, and when Most Holy Theotokos came to the temple, that revelation was given, that is, uh, he was called, St. Simeon, to come to the temple at the time for the time to fulfill the promise of God, of him seeing, seeing the uh, incarnate God and embracing in his hands, had arrived. And that is why this elderly man, beyond the natural age of, of the, or that humans can uh, attain, ran like a child to come to the temple and to see finally that, that fulfillment of the promise that he was given. And he saw the Most Holy Theotokos and Joseph and the, the baby Jesus in the arms of the Most Holy Theotokos, and he took the little baby, embraced him, kissed him, cuddled him, he pressed his heart against his, uh, his head against his heart, and blessed God with so many beautiful prophecies. For we, we heard in the in the gospel, what is it written that the, he said that this babe will be for uh, falling and raising of many in Israel, meaning, as the fathers tell us, that our Savior's coming would be the fall of the haughty and the uh, proud who, who were governing the, the temple at that time, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes, and the raising of those who are humble of heart, and that he shall be of a sign that the, the be a sign that, that will be spoken against, meaning that our Savior would become a rock of offense, a stumbling block for, the, for those who are falsely, for false believers and not true believers of God. And that uh, the, spear, the spear should also pass through the uh, 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 Most Holy Theotokos' heart when she would see this very baby crucified unjustly, unfairly, uh, by, by the Jews, and that the thoughts of many shall be revealed at that time of who is a true believer, who is a true Israelite, and who is an Israelite falsely so-called, as it happened, that our Savior's crucifixion and resurrection became that dividing watershed of among the Israelites who, of who is a true Israelite who believed in the true Messiah and who was an Israelite falsely so-called, who rejected uh, the Messiah. And above all, St. Simeon gave us that beautiful prayer, beautiful prayer of departure, of him asking to be released, to depart now that he had fulfilled his part of holding in his very arms the Messiah. Now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, O master, according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all peoples, a light of revelation for the nations and the glory of thy people Israel. Simeon is asking to be released now that the glory has come, now that the uh, Savior has revealed his glory, revealed himself not only to the Israelites but the whole uh, nations, for that's what Simeon understood, the true understanding of the coming of this Messiah. The Messiah was not some kind of a national hero, a, an ethnic Messiah, but rather a, a God who had come to become man for all the nations 
of the earth who would believe in him. Now he asked to be released, for the uh, a Savior had come and had fulfilled his promise. And it's not only Simeon with this prayer that asked to be released and depart, but the whole of the old dispensation in person of Simeon is asking to depart. All the prophets, the patriarchs, the law itself is asking our Savior that we have done our part now, our Savior. We have prepared your coming. We have made the foundations of your coming. We were slain for you by preaching you ahead of time. We had done all that was asked of us. The patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, Elias, all of them are asking, now release us for you yourself has come. You don't need prophets to announce you. You yourself have come and has revealed your mercy towards all nations. So in, in the person of St. Simeon, the whole of the Old Testament dispensation is complete. Now is, it has fulfilled its mission, fulfilled its calling, and with great joy it is asking to, be, to depart, to be released, so that the new dispensation of our Savior, relieve, be, revealing to us his Holy Gospel, can start. And our Savior releases St. Simeon, for soon after he reposes, but not without giving him one more obedience to fulfill. And what was this obedience? Obedience that Simeon had to fulfill after his death. For we hear in the Condacion, written by St. <coughs> Romanus the Melodist and other fathers talk of it as well, that St. Simeon was the first one who announced the coming of our Savior to those in Hades. For he was the one who departed after embracing our Savior, 40 old, 40, uh, the, a 40-day-old babe, and soon departing from his life. He was the first one given a commandment, obedience by our Savior, to announce to those who were waiting for our Savior in Hades that he truly, our Savior, is true through his promises, that he had come and had become man. So St. Simeon, having departed with his soul to Hades, announced to patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, to Moses, to all the prophets, that he himself in his hand had held God become man, that he had kissed his hands and feet, that he had looked in his very eyes, the eyes of God incarnate, and that he was there already on earth, would save humanity from sin and death, and would come also without fail, to just as he enlightened the nations on earth, he would come to Hades to enlighten those who were in Hades. He announced this to all the prophets, and especially, just imagine, to that very blessed prophet Isaiah who had foretold of a Savior being born of a virgin. St. Simeon told him, that of what you wrote, Isaiah, that has been fulfilled. In my hands, in my arms, I bore and I held that very child, Emmanuel, that was born of virgin mother. How great was the joy of all of hearing this, the coming of a Savior. And how great was also the commission that Simeon was, was given to announce the good tidings ahead of our Savior's descent to the Hades as a being a foreigner for him, announcing the good tidings to those uh, in Hades as well. Beautiful is the, the, the traditions that tell the church that, of the church that uh, um, complement the narration of the Holy Gospel. Not only do we know about St. Simeon from the writings of the, of the fathers about his past before the reception of our Savior in his hands, that he was a translator, but also we know his 
the degree of his holiness from life of one particular saint. And I shall narrate in small passage from the life of Saint Peter of Athos. And we shall see how marvelously the lives of saints and the writings of the fathers make what with the Holy Gospel and the Scripture make one whole stream of holy tradition of the Church, which is the revelation from God. And in this life of St. Peter, we see how greatly exalted is St. Simeon in the eyes of God, how greatly beloved is this elder to Abaya Saviour. For what do we hear? That St. Peter of Athos, whose life was written by St. Gregory Palamas, he uh, lived in the 8th century. And he was a soldier who had uh, uh, battled in many wars of the uh, Byzantine Empire against the Arabs at that time. And in the East, when he was a, a soldier in one of the battles, he was captured by the Arabs. And he was put in a dungeon and in a prison. And he languished there for years. And for many years, he asked our Savior, and especially the intercession of St. Nicholas, that he should deliver him and, and uh, help him to escape from, uh, from prison. And he gave also a vow that if he, if he was delivered, he would straight away uh, become monastic, leave everything and become a monastic. And after much prayer, St. Nicholas appeared to Peter and said, why dost thou pray to me in particular for deliverance? And St. Peter was uh, astounded and said, well, who shall I pray to? For I know that you have such boldness towards God and you have liberated the prisoners who were unjustly languishing and waiting for the uh, uh, execution. Therefore, I, I thought after the Most Holy Theodokos and the Forerunner, who else can be closer to a Savior than St. Nicholas? And he commanded him, but said, yes, I have boldness with a Savior, but there is one man who stands closer to a Savior than myself. Uh, uh, after the Theotokos and the Forerunner. And he asked, well, who may, may that be? And he said, St. Simeon, the God-receiver, the one who embraced our Savior when he was a babe, 40 years old, who, who embraced him with his whole heart and looked and kissed and, and uh, cuddled our Savior. He's the one who is so beloved by our Savior that he stands Next to him, after the Most Holy Theotokos, the forerunner, he is the one who stands closest to our Savior. So we see how the lives of saints are a constant revelation that add upon the knowledge of the Church concerning things of God, concerning the divine things. And in this particular case, we are given this marvelous knowledge of how much our Savior loves St. Simeon. Just as St. Simeon loved so much our Savior that waited so many years to see him face to face as a little babe, infinitely more does our Savior love his purity, his sanctity, his holiness, his person, who was somebody who gave, bore first testimony for him uh, in, on, on, on earth among the first ones, and also the first testimony for him of his incarnation in Hades. Let us therefore asks and Simeon to give us that love that he had for our Savior. For we also, imagine, worthless that we are, are given the same blessing as a St. Simeon. For every time we come up to communion, we become, we give, have the calling of St. Simeon, of embracing our Savior, of cuddling him in our hearts when we receive communion. For our Savior wants to repose in our hearts just as he reposed in the arms of, of, of Holy Simeon, to be held with purity, with sanctity, with love, with obedience, 
in our hearts just as St. Simeon had held him. And we, worthless that we are, are given this opportunity every time we come up to Holy Communion. Let us therefore remember, remember the love and, and obedience that Simeon had for our Savior, and let us see how great a calling we have, and ask our Savior that he should cleanse us, that even in, in minute way we, come, we may come close to resembling St. Simeon when we, when we receive the Holy Communion. Of this may our Savior deem us worthy. Amen. <laughs>